Hello and welcome to Everyday Medicine. I'm Dr. Luke, and in this podcast series, I'll be sharing conversations with colleagues, exploring their special interests in medicine, and bringing insights, ideas, and advice for your medical practice. In this episode, we're talking with an ENT surgeon about facial pain. And facial pain, as a presentation to general practice physicians, is common. It may relate to inflamed or infected sinuses with thickened mucus clogging natural sinus drainage. Each sinus, frontal, sphenoid, ethmoid, and maxillary, reflecting its own character within this presentation. Viral, bacterial, and allergic etiologies may be relevant. Other sources of pain related to dental infection, narrowed nasal passages, granulomatous disease, and tumours also need to be considered. To discuss this topic further, please join this conversation with Adnan Safdar, Head of ENT at Monash Medical Centre. Uh, Adnan, I want to thank you again, Adnan Safdar, for joining me on Everyday Medicine after uh, I, I, you know, beautiful descriptions of Atalja. Uh, you very kindly offered to come back and talk with me today about facial pain and sinusitis. Um, t- tell us what we should understand about facial pain. How do you approach that when a patient is referred to you? What's your kind of algorithm of consideration? I think, um, firstly, thanks, thanks very much uh, for having me again, uh, Luke. My pleasure. Uh, Great pleasure. Uh, I think, uh, uh, once again, as, as Otalgia, I think the, the, the key aspect of uh, trying to determine what the cause of facial pain is the history yes, and uh, the duration of symptoms and the frequency of symptoms. Uh, those are very, very important factors that you want to determine early on in your discussion with the patient uh, when you're trying to identify. And I can tell you the majority of the times, even without seeing the patient, and this is what I learned recently when we started doing telehealth was, mm. that I consult a lot of patients and I could determine on the phone which patient were actually truly suffering from sinus-related facial pain versus other causes of facial pain. Did you hear the video link with telehealth? No, just, just no. Oh, just the phone. Audio only. Oh, absolutely. Mm. So uh, I think the history is very important, okay? And that comes, uh, again, ver- from the point of view of how frequently you're getting the pain mm. and what other symptoms are you getting with the facial pain. Mm. Is there any nasal obstruction? Mm-hmm. Is there any nasal discharge? Mm-hmm. And what's the quality of the nasal discharge? Is there any associated disruption of smell and taste? Because that's one of the symptoms as a result. Mm. And mm. what's the duration of the pain? If the pain is there in the morning when you wake up and goes away after an hour or two, then it's not necessarily sinus pain, unless it's associated with some of the other symptoms that I've just described. Obstruction, mm. discharge, disruption of smell and taste, or maybe post-nasal drip or, you know, mucus in the throat. Those, those are very, very important accompaniments. Mm-hmm. And, and the duration of that pain is very, very important. At the other uh, end, if somebody gets pain over four or five days, which is constant and is associated with none of these other symptoms, again, it's highly likely to be, so, be sinus-related. And lastly, is constant pain. It's there. It never goes away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It can become excruciatingly painful to the point it's about nine out of ten. Again, it's unlikely to be sinus pain. Okay. D- does it matter which sinus is involved? Is, is Absolutely does matter. Mm. Very important. T- take us through that. Yeah. There are lots of different. So sinus, most, as as we all know, uh, 
uh, bar one sinus, all the rest of the sinus is all kind of, you know, pretty anterior within the skull. So your maxillary sinus is obviously behind the cheekbone. Okay. And your ethmoid sinus is just medial to the medial canths of your eye and your frontal sinus on your forehead. These are the, the three main kind of paired, paired sinuses. Mm -hmm. And then you've got these phenoid sinus, mm. which is right at the back, sits right under your skull. Well, and that sinus obviously sometimes can be associated with unusual symptoms and unusual presentations as well. Uh, rarely they can present with cavernous sinus thrombosis too, you know, mm. if, if mm. there is a kind of, you know, uh, a chronic infection occurring there. But again, that would be very uncommon. But a sphenoid sinus pain is usually um, reflected in the form of occipital headaches that sometimes patients okay. might present as opposed to a frontal pain. Mm. Similarly, a frontal sinus headache can be present with early morning frontal headaches because the sinus actually is is not dependent while you are sleeping, and it accumulates all the uh, all the secretions during the night and gradually drains during the morning time. Mm. So the pain is there as you grow, uh, get up in the morning. You've got really a, a excruciating mm. frontal headache, which then gradually gets better during the day. But mind you, right. if it's an infection it has all three other accompaniments, obstruction, discharge, deterioration, smell, taste. And if they don't have any of those, then essentially... Except our triangle. <laughs> you can call that. <laughs> yeah, you can. I, I think it's it, it, every, every clinician has got some, some important points that they always use as a, as a routine to try and differentiate within certain diagnosis. Okay, so so if you're, how do you work the patient up? Do you proceed on? You've got a very close, a very strong suspicion. That so a lot of times when patients come to us, they've already been investigated with a CT scan of their sinuses, and um, and then they've already had some form of nasal topical medication, form of nasal sprays, and also uh, would have trialed on antibiotics. And another clue mm. is none of these work have worked. Okay, so if it's a sinus-related or a nasal problem, the nasal spray would have improved their nasal obstruction. Mm. The antibiotics would have cleared the pain, and, and nine out of ten, the answer is, did you actually uh, did it actually make it better? And they say no. Did it did it do anything? No, I've been on five courses of antibiotics. I'm having recurring sinus infections, but yet the antibiotics have actually not cleared the infection. You're still every single time. But did you actually get better? Not really. Mm. So maybe there's a psychological effect to the antibiotics or not, I don't know. But mm. a lot of times uh, the answer is that. So I think all these things kind of point towards a non-sinus-related uh, okay. cause for the okay. facial pain. Well, what's your approach to management? Uh, in terms of approach to management of sinus pain is uh, once you, are, you determine what the cause is, you have to, to obviously uh, make sure that they've got a sinus-related pathology which is causing the problem and it is truly recurring acute sinusitis that they're getting or they've got chronic sinusitis and that's evident on history examination mm. and imaging that's mm. been you know done and based on that so if somebody's getting recurring acute sinusitis then you identify with the causes usually it's a, a cause a simple cause within the nose such as a, a really badly deviated septum that is preventing the sinuses to drain properly or else kind of, you know, allergy-relating mm. uh, mm. kind of to uh, excessive swelling of the turbinates or polyps in the middle meatus. Yes. okay? That all requires surgical attention. 
and then doing the surgery will obviously open up the drainage pathways of the sinuses mm-hmm. and and if if uh, if there are any underlying immune related problems we manage those as well to prevent them from getting recurring infections so that's that's yeah. a surgical so a conservative course of management isn't going to work for those patients? Or um, kind of you see, uh, they've already, a lot of the patients that come to oh, us have already tried yes. uh, conservative medical failed. treatment. You know, GPs yeah. are very good these days mm. at, at, at trying to make sure that, you know, a lot of these patients are adequately managed before they actually mm. send them to us. Is there anything else we should know about in regard to facial? Well, think about in regard to facial pain. What, what would be? I think one of the the most important thing in regards to facial pain is is the is the uh, the fact that some sinonasal tumors can present with facial pain similar to chronic sinusitis or unrelated causes and can be missed. And that's one of the missed on missed on imaging. No, can, can be missed because the, uh, delayed presentation okay. can be missed because they can you know a lot of times one would think unless, you know, you mm. go to a specialist who yes. looks up their nose and determines that, they, oh, this polyp in the nose looks very nasty. Very suspicious. Okay. Yes. Mm. Uh, that's how it can be missed because these patients usually present late uh, and with very advanced disease. Mm. A lot of times there are other really serious signs such as effect on vision, um, uh, loss of uh, sensation of face from involvement of nerves uh, or, or else that, uh, they can be extension to your oral cavity or else kind of bleeding. Mm. Uh, so there are, there, there, are, there are really kind of signs of advanced disease, and that is what's concerning uh, with regards to facial pain that one needs to be aware of, that there can be something more sinister going on associated with facial pain. So that's why we always image them. Uh, these people. Uh, a lot of times if we, we know their sinus problem, they would have had a CT of their sinuses. And if I'm not very comfortable with the CT, I'll get an MRI scan of their brain to make sure because the proximity of the skull base, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, uh, is, is very important to the nasal passages. Uh, we just want to make sure that we're not missing anything. And then again, thank you for walking me through that. That's a very tremendous approach to uh, facial pain and sinusitis. I very much appreciate your time today. Tell me what you would recommend to a young doctor. Suppose you were asked to mentor a young doctor. What would be your two or three bits of advice, key bits of advice to that doctor? Um, I assume they've just come out of med school. They're young. You know, they've written up a drug chart and made a mess of it. You know, haven't answered the phone I properly. think they, they need to really focus at that point and, and, and try to identify what they really want to do with their future mm-hmm. as a doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, which field of medicine is really suited to them. And, and I think uh, where a lot of people fail is, is, is the delay in, in identifying that which field of medicine is mm-hmm. going to be suited mm-hmm. to them, mm-hmm. whether they are going to be a good surgeon or a physician. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they need to, to figure that out very early on in their career because otherwise they will waste time. And that's one of the biggest uh, problems that I see amongst uh, the younger uh, trainees that are coming through. And once they've figured that out, then uh, the, it's interesting that some of the, some of the, uh, the younger doctors have figured that out even in mid-school. Mm-hmm by doing electives. Mm. So they go around, you know, they do an elective or, yeah. you know, surgical yeah. ward or a, or a medical ward, and they, they, they figure that all out. Mm. That means the moment they come out and done their internship, they focus on the relevant prerequisites. The training to, for the training program. Exactly. Mm. And that might mean doing research, okay, being active in research, mm. um, and, and the level of research required to get onto that. Mm. Because if you delay those steps, you're going to waste time. And nowadays, getting onto training programs becoming harder and harder. 
Yes. Okay. Yes. Very more competitive. And 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 the more time that you've actually spent trying to get onto the program, the the less chance that you have that you will get on it because there are better and brighter people coming out <laughs> every time. It, it's almost like uh, um, Harry Potter, isn't it? You sort of got to get your hat, work out what you are. Exactly. Which which house do you kind of belong to, and and, much. and really do yeah. a little bit of. Um, Deep thinking about that. Uh, that's great advice. And then thank you very much for taking the time to meet me again today. Pleasure, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining me in the conversation with Adnan today about this very common presenting issue of facial pain. I do hope the conversation was of value and interest to your medical practice. And during the podcast series, we will be covering a wide range of topics across many specialty interests. The discussions are not intended as specific medical advice for patients, but as general information only and reflect the opinions of the guests interviewed. Requests for new topics to be reviewed and comments about the conversation you've listened to are welcomed and maybe email to manager at gihealth.com.au.